Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens found a way to win despite missing multiple big weapons. But are they going to run the AFC North? The Bengals might have something to say about that, but will they without Jamar Chase? We'll talk about that. Who are the top trade targets in the at the NFL de- trade deadline? And our pick six right here on the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm Chris Carter with your boy Q for the Friday edition. Let's get into it. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here my friend and co-host, your boy Q from Locked On Raiders. I'm Chris Carter of Locked On Steelers. With the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast, you can find this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and especially YouTube. If you're watching this video on YouTube, please hit the like button on the video. If you enjoy it, hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel to get all of our daily Monday to Friday episodes, as well as all ton of the bonus content that comes out every single day on all the teams across the NFL. Today's episode is brought to you. By Simply Safe. Simply Safe, of course, is the number one option for you when it comes to Simply Safe home security. They have fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Simply Safe with 24/7 monitoring agents that capture evidence to accurately verify threats for faster police response. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com/slash/locked-on-NFL to learn more. Q, what's up, man? Man, chill it, man. It's week eight of the NFL season. It's already underway. We saw Thursday night football. Uh, we saw some version of it, Tampa Bay and Baltimore. And so, man, just thinking about, you know, eight, nine weeks ago, we were talking about preseason action. Now we're, you know, almost halfway through uh, the NFL season. That's incredible. But here we are. It is incredible. And I will say that, listen, listen like, it wasn't the greatest game of all time or nothing, but it was at least some competitive right, football right, right, out right. there. We've no, had it wasn't some the Denver rough. Broncos. <laughs> You're right. It's not Broncos Colts, which Sorry. was just one of the. Sorry, Cody. Hey, my bad, but you know what? It was some of the worst football I've ever been forced to watch because I had right. to do this show afterwards. <laughs> but 20, Ravens win 27-22. Lamar Jackson does his Lamar Jackson thing, holds up to get paid, you know, the sign for him to get paid that the fans made uh, and took all the way down to Tampa. Um, first, I want to say, Q, there's, I feel like there's not enough that can be said about Tom Brady and his greatness because he achieved another career milestone in this game. Once again, he can't be outdone. He wants to be the greatest of all time. He became the most, the player to have the most sacks in the history of the NFL passing. Ben Roethlisberger, he had 555 in his career. Uh, so congratulations to Tom Brady for getting becoming the most sacked hey, quarterback. In, that just in means that NFL. you played for a very long time, right? That <laughs> for a long Very time. long time. And you're only proud of that because now Big Ben's not leading the way and uh, you, don't have to, you don't have to have that Pittsburgh Steeler at the top of the list. Now, now Tom Brady could take the cake. He can't. He can't let 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 Ben Roethlisberger have anything, can he? <laughs> but in all seriousness, I, I you know this was a game that the Ravens I felt needed to have to kind of, of course, keep everything yeah. going. But but at the same time, you know I thought it was important. Rashad Bateman went down in this game. Mark Andrews went down in this game. I thought this might be a game the Buccaneers might be able to steal eventually, especially being at home. But Lamar Jackson. He continues to be Lamar Jackson, um, you know, ran nine times for 43 yards, 27 of 38 for 238 yards through the air, two touchdowns, um, you know, throwing it to guys, you know, he got through a touchdown to Kenyon Drake, throwing it to likely, you know, a guy that was very, you know, he talked about how it was just great for him to finally get an NFL touchdown and get that, get that off, off his chest. Um, and, you know, Tom Brady, you know, 
didn't have a terrible game by himself, you know, 26 of 44 for 325, a touchdowns, no interceptions, but, you know, had some key drops, you know, again yeah. from his receivers. And it just looks like Father Time's caught up with him. He's just off target, just, man. He's just been off target a lot. I mean, there's drops like you has. mentioned, but he just doesn't look like the guy. You said Father Time's starting to catch up to him. I hate to say it because when we say that, that means all of a sudden he goes on like a six-game winning streak and he looks phenomenal. Because right, you know it's coming. Right, exactly. But, I mean, man, I'll tell you, if any if anyone could say right now that he looks like it looks like Father Time has caught up to anybody, it's, it looks like Tom Brady is finally, finally becoming victim to Father Time. Like he he finally looks vulnerable. Yeah, like for the that's first time in a long time. It. That's the best way to put it. Yep. But let's talk about this AFC North because I'm, it was sad news for the for the Bengals. Jamar Chase is going to be out four to six weeks. That's, that's a trouble that's time huge. moving forward for, for them because you know whereas yeah Tyler Boyd and T Higgins two very talented receivers. You still got Joe Burrow with Joe Mixon in that in that team. They have a lot of assets on it, but. Jamar Chase has been the key to make a lot of things go. He's the big play guy. He yep. opens everything everything else up. Um, I, I still expect them to beat the Browns this week uh, because the Browns are in such disarray, um, and that would tie them with the Ravens. But it then begs the question, who runs the AFC North? Because, you know, the Ravens, they eked out this – they were able to hold on and beat the Buccaneers here, um, and I expect the Bengals to beat that, but to, to win this week. But, you know, these two teams, I don't think they played each other yet. They still have they still have to match up with, with each other twice. Um, and uh, this is, I think they, they, these two teams look like they're controlling the division right now, but also the AFC North. I mean, they seems also look like they're not going to beat too many other teams this year. Uh, you know, and I think it goes to the fact that just this, this year in the NFL, there's the chiefs and the bills and then there's the else. Eagles <laughs> and then there's every, yeah, exactly. There's everybody else. Yeah. I could totally see that the, these guys hanging around the 500 records, uh, for uh, for quite some time this season. Yeah, I mean, really, it's fu- so funny. You mentioned who runs the AFC North, who runs the NFL. That's probably mm-hmm. the better question because, man, it is it is kind of up in the air for so many divisions. As you mentioned, the Chiefs and the Bills look really good. It's funny we talk about those teams first, and they have losses, whereas the Eagles have no losses. We're like, yeah, but there's a gap there. It's the Bills, yeah. Chiefs, <laughs> there's a gap, and then the team with no losses. So, uh, yeah, it's really, man, last year the NFL loved all the parity, and I feel like there's a lot of parity now. I mean, think about this. In the NFC, South, we saw Thursday night's action. Uh, depending on how it all shakes out this weekend, there literally could be a four-way tie for first place, and they all be under 500. Uh, you know what I mean? Like that's that's why that that's kind of describes what this season is so far in the NFL for the majority of the teams. No, I feel you like that. There's a lot of teams that are that are kind of just hovering around there. I mean, you have the entire NFC South does have losing records right now, <laughs> right. especially with 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 Tampa Bay situ- situation there. The NFC West, the only team with a winning record, are the Seahawks. And if you had told me that Geno right. Smith and the Seahawks would be the only team with a winning record when you have Kyler Murray in the in, in the Cardinals, uh, the Niners, who yes, they have Jimmy Garoppolo, but still they have a team that I think that has been to the Super Bowl recently, and the LA Rams, the repeat, you know, the the reigning Super Bowl champion. Right. I would I would have called you drunk, um, you know, and then <laughs> I might the want to get drunk now that you broke it down like that. <laughs> right. Exactly. I, I feel like I feel like I should. I, I got right. a bottle of whiskey back back in my back here in, uh, in my studios here. So I'm, I might be taking it down after this. But, you know, the, <laughs> the NFC North, there's only one team with a winning record, and that's the Minnesota Vikings, right. not the Green Bay Packers, right. as it has been of late. Um, and then you go to the AFC. Like I said, you know, it's the, the AFC North has a lot of mid in it. it you know, the, the the Ravens, who I thought would run away with this division this year, are hanging around. The the Bengals are hanging around. The Steelers and the Browns are both two and five. Yeah. I'm not so sure that either team is going to get another win this week. Um, you know, I think the one division 
that's kind of holding itself up, holding everything up right now in the AFC East is the, A- the AFC is the AFC East. Uh, you got the Bills at five and one, the Jets at five and two, the Dolphins at four and three, and they could have a better record if Tua wasn't out for so right, long. Right. Um, and then even the Patriots, they're three and four, and if that's the bottom of your division, you're doing all right, kind of there. Uh, if with all the other teams winning there, but Q, what are some of the other teams that might emerge to join that second tier that the Eagles are on? Like, is there anyone else that yeah. could emerge this year? Yeah, I think the Cowboys can. I really do. Now that they have Dak back, uh, you know, I, I feel like that defense is championship material, uh, but they've got to get that offense clicking. I know that Zeke Elliott looks like he probably is going to miss this week. He's dealing with the injury, but Tony Pollard does a good job in the run game. Um, if they can, if CD Lamb can step up and, and maybe just be a little bit n- a notch better than he's been so far, uh, that they could. They, I think they have an opportunity. They, again, that defense, man, that, that thing is solid. Um, as far as other teams go, though, I kind of look around the league and say, eh, eh. Uh, you know, the Chargers are supposed to be all that. They're all banged up. They, they're never all that. I know. Even if they're banged up. I know, and I'm, I hate to sound so disrespectful because, you know, obviously I cover the Raiders, so I cover the AFC West, and most people just say that I'm a hater, but every single year, every time we hear the Chargers are going to be great, and it looks good on paper. It really does. I mean, shout out to David Drogemeyer from Locked On Chargers. Man, he does a fantastic job, and I, again, I feel like he fell for the banana and the tailpipe. You know, they go out and they get Khalil Mack. They got J.C. Jackson. They, you know, Mike Williams, they re-signed him. I mean, they got all these things, and then all of a sudden, guys just drop like fives. Joey Bosa's out. Then all of a sudden, Rashawn Slater's out. Then J.C. Jackson's out, and Mike Williams is out. It's like, of course they are, right? And I don't know why they're so snake bitten as an organization, but they are. It's always something. And oh, by the way, they have a coach that makes some very questionable decisions at times, and that doesn't help either. It, it, you're absolutely right. It doesn't help that situation there. Um, but, but they got a like damn good quarterback. They got a damn good <laughs> quarterback, and you know they got a lot of talent. I'll give them that. It's just every year, man, something always happens. Every you know what I heard for years the Chargers were going to the Super Bowl with Drew Brees with yeah. Philip Rivers it was always going to happen and it was just a matter of time and it never happened right um, so all that being said there are teams who could help themselves right now who are on who are teetering between that yeah. you know that third tier and that second tier of teams I, none of the I don't think these teams could jump into the 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 Chiefs Bills situation right, right no. now they could catch them they can catch them napping in the playoffs but right now you're trying to be in that second tier that solidifies yourself as a legitimate playoff team and a serious threat who could pull off some of those upsets right. this year but how are they going to do that maybe in the trade market we'll talk about that in just a minute here on the Locked On NFL podcast but first we got to talk to you guys about Simply Safe of course we talked about Simply Safe earlier imagine for a minute here that your house is like the end zone and the burglars are trying to get into that end zone. So you need the best defense you can to guard the goal line and keep them from breaking in. This is why you should all use Simply Safe home security. It's Simply Safe. Your safety is the only thing that matters, and it's the cutting edge technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back that makes Simply Safe the best option for you so that you always know that your home is safe. What I can tell you is that Simply Safe staff is always there to help you. They're attentive, they pay attention to what you're asking for, and they do everything they can to help you find what you're looking for and figure out whatever situation you're in. I really love how the Simply Safe phone app works because it keeps you up to date with the safety of your home at all times. 
times and makes it easy to get answers when you have questions thanks to their app and their support team. With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police for, for or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not at home or can't be re- reached. Simply Safe blankets your home and protection in the advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month for free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more because there's no safe like Simply Safe. Back here on the Locked On NFL podcast, the Friday edition with Chris Carter and your boy Q. Q, we got to talk about these trade situations. Now, there was a, a, a semi-big trade. I think it could be potentially a big trade between the Chiefs and the Giants. Somehow the Chiefs got yeah. another receiver weapon. Yep. Kadarius Tony, Shocking, a fast guy, right? Right. And uh, he, he's a guy that can that can break open games, be a big t- big play type of player. Yep. Uh, the Chiefs get... Kadarius Tony, a recent first round pick by the Giants, they they coughed up a conditional third round pick and a sixth round pick, uh, and, and it's interesting that they're loading up at this position, saying like, hey, you know what? Yeah, we drafted Sky more in the second, we went and signed Juju Smith Schuster, but we need more weapons yeah. out there. Yes, Miko Hardman just scored three touchdowns. We don't care. We want to give Patrick Mahomes everything at his disposal with Travis Kelsey out there. Um, what was your thoughts when you saw this move? Of course they did. That's I mean, that's the, the first thing. That's the first thing I thought of when I saw that the Chiefs made that trade, because like you mentioned, uh, they have so many weapons already, but they never hesitate to continue to build that offense. They never it doesn't matter who they have. They've always tried to improve, improve, improve. They brought a lot of guys into the organization and a lot of them. They said, yeah, you're not going to work out and they'll move on from them, but they'll bring them in. They'll take a chance. And look, I mean, they are very happy with their offense right now. They're obviously playing well. They're leading the AFC West. And everyone says their wide receiving core is better without Tyreek Hill. But guess what? They don't have that speed that Tyreek Hill brought. And Kadarius Toney is a game changer. When Tyreek Hill came into the league, everyone remembers he got kicked out of college because, well, he was a knucklehead. And so, uh, and that was putting it lightly. Well, Kadarius Toney's kind of got a, uh, he's kind of a head case as well. He's kind of got knucklehead tendencies, but he's got a lot of talent if the right guy can, you know, uh, tap into that talent. So why wouldn't Andy Reid take a, a shot at that? Uh, again, like you mentioned, a former first-round draft pick. If he can have his head halfway on right and use that speed, that's just going to make that Chiefs offense that much more dangerous. They remember that loss to the Bills that they had on, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a couple weeks ago. They uh, they're not. They're, they're not uh, They're not forgetting that that's probably a team that they'll be facing in the playoffs, deep in the playoffs, potentially in the championship game for a shot to go to the Super Bowl. So they want to make sure that they are locked and loaded. So I, I just think that it's a hell of a weapon uh, if it works out. And if there's a guy that can figure out how to make it work out, it would be Andy Reid. So I think it was a hell of a trade for the Chiefs. I think it's them a real, a real interesting talent. Let's see if Tony can stay healthy yeah. uh, when he when he's out there. But let's talk about some other trades that could be out there because the trade deadline I mean, is what Tuesday, November first, November first, Tuesday. So that's yeah. Tuesday. So yeah. I was right. So why didn't you just say yeah Tuesday? Because I I wanted to give the exact date just in case someone didn't have a calendar in front of them and didn't realize it was uh, October. But they 28th. know it would be Tuesday though. Well, so what? They want to know what the date was. So maybe if they're in a conversation with someone else and they say, hey, do you know when the trade deadline is? Yeah, Q said it's Tuesday. November first. Tuesday. Well, why did they just say November first? 
Because because you know when you say Tuesday, I know it's Tuesday. But you don't know. I, what now I gotta is. look at when is the November first. I don't know. Well, but you know what Tuesday is because it's Tuesday. It's Friday. They listen to the show. But you anyway, said Tuesday with hesitation in your voice, like you were questioning yourself. So I confirmed. Yeah, because I was like, it's Tuesday, and then, and I thought it's Tuesday. That's how I connected with it. You say November first. I don't know when November first is. Now I, now I gotta look at it. But calendar. you know, it's a you specific know. date. But I know it's a specific day of the week because but you I knew know that it's a part. specific date. So you realize it's, it's, November first is the day. Just listen, saying. it's always technically Tuesday because it's the Tuesday every year. We just know that if the trade deadline's coming up that weekend, that means it's Man, next Tuesday. Would you look at the calendar and go, dummy? <laughs> We done wasted all our damn time arguing about the damn date on the calendar, man. It's Tuesday, November 1st. How about that? Call it middle even. Jeez. By the way, side note, my birthday is November 3rd, and that's a oh. Thursday. So there. Just saying. So you so so when when, when so you throwing a big 50-year birthday bash? No, it's only 46. <laughs> Don't age me already. I mean, man. Jeez, this guy. Anyways, anyways. All right, Q. We each talked about beforehand we were going to set up two trades or two p- players that should be yeah. on the trade market that should go yep. in the trade market. We're going to each give one at a time here. Who's your first player? I'm going to go with one. Big, on? I'm going to go with one big name, and I'm going to go with one guy I think flying under the radar that I think can help a team. Okay. The, the big name I'm going to roll with is Deron Payne there in Washington. I think the Commanders are a joke. Uh, they're just an absolute mess right now, and no no they disrespect are. to Ron Rivera, but he doesn't have a quarterback. He's got a, a organization that's giving him hell from the front office to you know everybody else I mean it's just it's like a no-win situation so I look at Deron Payne who's in the last year of his deal obviously wants a big big time contract extension their other defensive tackle Jonathan Allen uh, also from Alabama already got a big contract extension so I don't see them paying two D tackles I just don't they might but I just don't see it happening and with them like I said, being a mess and probably needing as many assets as possible, I think Jerron Payne could really help a team that needs some uh, some interior push, both in the run game and in the, in the pass rush. So uh, Jerron Payne's a guy I'm looking at, and I believe he could be had. I would try to lowball Washington and, and give up a third, but yeah. you probably would have to settle for like a, a second, you know, or maybe a, a third and a conditional, make it a conditional second. Somewhere around that, I believe, is a sweet spot for a guy like Jerron Payne, who's a young cat. You sign him. Or you trade and sign them immediately. Don't be one of these teams like the Texans did when they traded with Miami to go get Laramie Tunsil and they decided that they were going to just trade for him and then, oh, we'll figure it out after the season. Noah just makes a mess. Trade for him immediately and sign. Just like, and you remember this, when the Raiders traded with the Steelers for Antonio Brown. They traded yep. for him and signed him to a deal right then and there. Don't have a headache. Just get it done immediately. That's, so that's my big name, Deron Payne. What about you? I'm gonna go with Roquan Smith. Ooh, because that's a big name. That's that's a real big name. The Bears are just bad, and yep. they're in sell mode. And if you were want, if you if you were keeping up, the Bears already traded away uh, Roquan Smith's buddy uh, Robert Quinn. Yep. And if you saw the press conference when he found out in the press conference yep. that it happened. And he was just defeated. He was. Shook. He's just like, yep. I- I'm. I'm out here fight. I'm out here fighting for my life. And he's doing that in Chicago. And now the one guy, one of the well, one of the few guys, we'll say the one guy, but one of the few guys that he could count on to be by his side and be like, hey, I can trust this guy to, to fight with me. Now you send him away, and not like it's not like they got back, you know, a, a key starter or a high draft pick. It was a low draft pick. Yeah. So now. You're sitting there being he's being like, what am I doing here? Right. Roquan Smith wants out. And if you're the Bears and if you and if you're trying to build for the future, here's the one thing. 
Roquan Smith could be a leader. He's 25 years old. You could lock him down, pay him all the monies in the world and say, look, we need a face. We need someone that everyone can kind of get behind as we rebuild. And I, I get that. But if he doesn't want to be there, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. And you know what? Somebody's going to want to pay, pay going to want to pay to get one of the best linebackers in football. Somebody's sure. going to want to make sure that this guy is the is the is the middle centerpiece to their defense. If I'm the Bears, I try to move on with him and see if I if I can scrounge out a first and maybe some change yeah. from somebody for Roquan Smith because unlike Payne, this guy I think he's going to be a high commodity. I think everyone wants sure. Roquan Smith. Like if, if he were to hit the free agency market this year, he would be one of the highest bidding wars. And uh, yep. if I'm if I'm an NFL team and I can get him so that I can prevent having to be in a bidding war later for money, then I'd like to make ha- have that opportunity. Absolutely, yeah. And plus, he, I mean, sideline to sideline, he's a prototypical uh, linebacker right now. You yep. keep him on the field the whole game. I mean, the guy could drop in coverage. He can rush the quarterback. He can stop the run. I mean, he was a leader at Georgia when he uh, helped lead them uh, to a national championship. I mean, the dude is just phenomenal, right? So, uh, yeah, I would definitely uh, roll with Roquan Smith. Did they win the championship or did he not win the championship? Did he lose to Alabama and then they won? Yeah, the he lost year? to Alabama. Yeah. That was Tua's emergence game. Was that? Yeah, that was two because remember because um oh the guy ahead of him was it Jalen Hurts got hurt? Well Jalen so Hurts got benched when Tua when Tua came in and, and won the game. I think it was it was then he got benched at halftime. Yeah. Tua came in in the second yeah, okay. half. But Roquan Smith um, led him to the national championship game, didn't win the championship, yeah, he did. but then Georgia won the championship later. So mm-hmm. there you go. So there you go. That's that's what I knew I got it. Got it. Uh, you know, I, I I knew I was close at least, but yeah, he's a hell of a leader, man. He's a great he's a great player. So I could definitely see a team making a move for him. I'd be interested to see if the Bears are willing to give him up because, like you said, they've already given up with Robert Quinn. Uh, they don't this this new regime doesn't really have any ties to him, so they could just move on and and get as much draft capital in return and try to get build that thing the way they want to build it. So yeah, I I can see that one. That's that's a good one. Let me let me give you my lower level guy, my guy that's flying underneath the radar, and I think okay. this one's a quality one and most of the time when guys are traded they're traded from teams that stink this guy is going to get if he's traded and I do think there's a chance he gets traded is on a team that's playing really well we actually talked about this team before they're leading the NFC West that's the Seattle Seahawks I think Sidney Jones the cornerback mm. Sidney Jones I think there's a possibility that he could be on the move not because the team's bad because they're not as I mentioned and uh, just because the fact that he he can't get in the game He's down deep on the depth chart. Uh, he was he was a starter when the season started, but he got a concussion. And the young guys, including Tariq Woolen, who was a guy, young man out of UTSA that uh, I talked about all offseason long and kept saying that that was a guy uh, coming up in the draft that people needed to pay attention to. And he turned into be so far a great DB. So uh, there you go, a little uh, feather in the cap for me on that one. I did call that one, but uh, I missed on a lot of other ones. But still, uh, Sidney Jones is, is a, a pretty damn good player. He's not, you know, he's not a lights out, corner where he's going to just shut everyone down but he's a quality guy he's been a starter uh if a team is looking for depth or they need you know they need someone that can go fill in in a pinch i think Cindy jones could be the guy and i think you can get him probably you know for a, a sixth round pick maybe a fifth round pick like i said he's low on the depth chart can't really get on the field so i think that a team looking for a corner or some help there at the corner position Cindy jones would be your guy I, I want to bring up a name that I think everyone should is probably thinking about, but Bradley Chubb with the Broncos. The Broncos are in a losing position as it is. I think they're going to lose the Jaguars this weekend, and that's oh, going to further push that, that, that this is going to happen. Uh, but 
Bradley Chubb is is a is a top is a guy who I think is among the better you know among the best edge rushers in the NFL. I think that you know he's in the prime age. I think he's what twenty six years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be in a position where he can be like, look, guys, I want to I want to go be on a, on a winner, and I want to get paid by a winner. Um, and the Broncos, I I truly think that they need they gave up so much capital to get Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's true. And they need to recoup some. Yep. They need to recoup something. Yep. And this is an opportunity for them to be like, hey, you know what? You know, if we're not going to be good with Russ, then we need to start finding the players that we're going to be good with. And right. Bradley Chubb is only going to be good for the next probably four or five years, which sounds great and all, but those are the years you're going to be stuck with Russ. So maybe right. start finding those young 21, 22-year-old kids that are going to start to carry your team so that you don't need to win with Russell Wilson, uh, you know, moving forward. That's why I think Chubb would be out there. And there's so many teams that could use an, an extra edge rusher. Yeah. I mean, look. Look what Vaughn Miller did for the Rams last year, and then yep. look what he's doing for the Bills this year. Right. You add a guy like that on the edge, he can boost your defense by so much. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you look, you always need a guy to get after the quarterback. That's a no-brainer. Uh, the problem with Bradley Chubb early so far in his career is that he's been banged up quite a bit, but yeah. you know when he's right, he's a he's a damn good uh, edge rusher. I'll say this, when it comes to the Broncos, I think with Bradley Chubb, you could put all these guys in the same category. Bradley Chubb, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, I can see yeah. if they lose to the Jaguars like you think that they're going to lose, I can see not only Nathaniel Hackett getting fired as they come back from London because they're playing in London. I can see mm-hmm. them, uh, you know, I believe the bye. Do they have the bye week <laughs> they, right after that? They leave him in, in England. <laughs> like, yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't make the flight home. He right. just stays in Exactly. Hey, man, uh, catch the bus. But there ain't no bus that can get me from overseas. Exactly. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I can see them moving on from Hackett. I can see them trading Chubb. I can see them trading Judy. I can see them trading Hamler for the reason that you brought up. They gave up a lot to get Russell yeah. Wilson, and clearly they need a lot uh, moving forward. Right? So they're, they're, they're looking at themselves right now wondering what the hell happened. So I can see any of those guys, if not all of those guys, being moved on from if, in fact, the, uh, the, the, Brown, the Browns, the Broncos, lose to, uh, to the Jaguars in London on Sunday. Absolutely. The trade deadline is Tuesday, November 1st. That's right. Get it right. There we go. We're working together here now. There We're on go. the same page. That's right. So do do pay attention. We'll have all the updates on this channel. It won't be us two, but it will be all of our co-hosts that host this show throughout the week. It's going to be an exciting rundown, so stay tuned on the Lockdown NFL podcast uh, for that throughout the week. But before we even get to that, it's time for our pick six. We'll do that in just a minute here where we break down our top six games going over the betting lines for them right here on the Friday edition of the Lockdown NFL podcast. Uh, So stay tuned for that. But first, we got to talk to you guys about our sponsors at BetterHelp. BetterHelp, of course, with a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp, uh, life can come with your twists and turns, and it's important to show up for yourself through every every one of them. There's times in my life, personally, I can tell you all that I've faced plenty of times where I've had to shoulder a lot of burdens. I've had to to do a lot of things, and I haven't had time to process things that I've gone through. And you could probably relate to that yourself. If you just think about, you, you probably live a busy life. You work a job. You might work two jobs. You might work three jobs. You might do that while having a family at home to take care of. And when you're doing all that, you don't have time. To, th- to think through and process everything that happened in your day. This is where BetterHelp's online therapy comes in because they are going to help you assess your needs and they'll match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. And let me tell you, when you have someone thinking through your thoughts for you, they're going to catch a lot of the things that you missed that you're like, whoa, I didn't make that connection in my life. That is something that can help me solve problems moving forward. And BetterHelp, it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online available to people worldwide. You can log on into your account anytime 
send a message to your therapist. And with therapy, it can take a few times to find the right person for you. So BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change therapists if needed. And they have a special offer for our listeners. Get 10% of your first month off at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. Back here on the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q. And it's time for the betonline.net pick six where Q and I go over our top six picks of the of the weekend. Q, we got some interesting games going on, some interesting rivalries, close matchups, interesting betting lines to get into. So let's start with the first one. One o'clock. It's an AFC East showdown. The Patriots at the Jets. Patriots actually favored by two and a half points despite getting beaten up by the Chicago Bears. And despite the fact that the Jets are five and two. Right. And them being the home team means they're really favored. The Patriots are really kind of five and a half point favorites according to Vegas. The money line is minus 145. Patriots plus 125. Jets and the over-under is set at 40 and a half points here. You know, two and a half points is still a coin flip in my IQ. Yeah. I look at this as an opportunity for the Jets to say that we're for real. Y'all can stop clowning us. You know, we, we know that we're a joke every week, but the Patriots, they don't know. I mean, they know they say they're going to go with Mac Jones, at quarterback, but we all saw what happened with Bailey Zappi last week. Yeah. I, I think the Jets, they're a little further along in knowing who they are right now, and they're going to find a way to win. Yeah, I, I feel like the Patriots will probably – have an opportunity to win this game. Like, they they should win this game. Just I think the biggest issue for the Jets, honestly, is that uh, they don't have their stud rookie, Brees Hall. You know, he went down with a torn ACL, so he looked like he was I like on. Michael Carter, though. Yeah, I do, too. But Brees Hall was just a different cat, man. He just kind of – he brought a different element to, uh, to the game for him. I think he opened it up for everybody else. But we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens. They made the trade with the Jaguars for James Robinson, so maybe he can help contribute as well. Um, you know, I, I think I want to see a little bit more from the Jets. I don't know why I have a little bit more confidence in the Patriots. I guess I'm just like betonline.net where they have them at two and a half point favorites. So I'm going to roll with New England in this one, but uh, I don't feel very confident in it. Another game that's interesting to look at here, the Cardinals at the Vikings. Vikings three and a half point favorites. The money line is minus 182 Vikings plus 162 Cardinals. The over-unders at 49. It's a high scoring game there. Um, an interesting game to look at matchup wise. Of course, the Cardinals three and four. The Vikings are five and one, yeah. which I got to keep like looking at the standings <laughs> right. and remind myself that, as I'm sure our friend Luke over at Lockdown Vikings does from time to time. Um, but I'm gonna stick with the Vikings in this mm-hmm. one. Um, and three and a half points are enough to say, like, you know, they'll they'll win by four. Um, but you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals found a way to win this now that D hops back be. and they're working together. I would be. I just still don't believe in in Cliff Kingsbury. I don't believe in what's going on. I, in I don't Arizona. believe in the Vikings either, though. That's I, the whole point. That's my point. Yeah, but at least Minnesota's at home. You know, you got to feel kind of good about that. Uh, I just, I don't know. I have more faith in Minnesota. Arizona is such a, it's such a disaster. Well, not a disaster. That's the wrong word. But it's just not. It's not a disappointment. It's disappointment. Exactly. Yeah, because they have weapons. They just. They just are a weird bunch, man. They're a weird, disappointing bunch. So, yeah, I'm, I'm rolling with the Vikings, and uh, I, I'm like you. I think three and a half points, that's fine. They could win by four or five points and uh, cover that pretty easily. I'm also going to take the under here. 49 points is a lot for these two teams. Yeah. I think there's going to be some the, sloppy the, football the here. The Cardinals, don't, they don't normally score a bunch in the first half. I know they did against 
um, against the uh, the Saints on Thursday night football, but I don't think that they uh, they they traditionally don't score a lot in in the first half at all. I agree here. Now this is the first big spread of of the weekend that we're going to talk here. Steelers at Eagles. Eagles, of course, undefeated at six and zero. Steelers two and five. Uh, T.J. Watt still not back off of IR. He's been practicing, but he nice. won't be back for this game. Um, the Eagles are ten and a half point favorites. That's a lot of points, and man. That's, that's a, a lot of points in the NFL. It's a lot of points. They're minus four sixty five. The Steelers plus three seventy five on the money line, and the over under set at forty three. You know, I'm, I'm taking the Eagles to win, but I actually think the Steelers are going to cover here because the Steelers they contained a very explosive offense last week in, in the Dolphins without mm-hmm. much help from their offense. Right. And this is an offense in the Eagles that they're not, I don't think they're like the, 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 um, the, the bills or the chiefs and right. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. I think Jalen hurts is very good. I think that he's working a system that's working for him. Yep. Uh, but I think they'll be able to defend the field a lot. And this will come down to the Eagles being the best at protecting the football and then also creating turnovers. And that'll get them to win but I don't think it'll be some blowout. I think that the Steelers hang in there and keep it anywhere between seven and 10 points. But what say you, Q? Yeah, I'm looking at the Eagles to get the victory as well. But man, 10 and a half points makes me nervous in the NFL. That's a lot of points. I don't care how bad a team is or if they're struggling, they're trying to bring on a rookie quarterback and they're trying to kind of teach him the way. And I know that Kenny Pickett has struggled. He's got a lot of interceptions so far in the young season, but 10 and a half points is just a lot. So I think the Eagles win, but I definitely think the Steelers cover. Moving down the line here, we're going to go to the 4 o'clock games, a division rivalry here. San Francisco 49ers face the Los Angeles Rams. The Niners, minus, you know, one-point favorites. They're minus one, basically making this a pick game. Mm-hmm. Um, Rams, uh, the money line for the Rams is uh, is uh, plus 105, minus 125 for the Niners. The over-under set at 425 I'm going with the Niners, though. I know okay. the Rams that they've had some time to think about some things, but Christian McCaffrey's been added to this team, um, and uh, I think that when you look at how this te- how this team is playing right now, they they have their struggles. But I think with the way that they're structured, they'll be able to run the ball. They'll be able to, to kind of control the clock the way they want to. And like last week, I think they might have hung in the game if they weren't playing the Chiefs, who just ripped you apart if right. you're if if they if they're if they have enough time to. Yeah, I agree. I think the Rams are really not a very good team. I mean, really, I know that they're the defending Super Bowl champs, but I just feel like that they're not really all together. They're not all on the yeah. same page. I think Matt Stafford has come down to earth. Uh, his weapons haven't really kicked in like he's expecting them to. Uh, defensively, they still got Aaron Donald, so you always have a chance when you have Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey on the outside. But I just don't like what the Rams, how the Rams look, man. They just look, yeah, they look out of sorts. So I'm just gonna roll with the uh, San Fran to bounce back after that loss to Kansas City uh, at home. I think uh, San Francisco is gonna get this victory over the Rams. I feel pretty good about that. And oh, by the way, they do pretty well against the Rams as of late. You know, they've they've they're winning. They have. Uh, they've won a bunch of games against the Rams, so I feel good about that as well. They have the Giants on the road to face the Seahawks. Seahawks <laughs> three point favorites. Man, despite despite the fact that the that the Giants enter this game at six and one, right? The Seahawks are four and three. But Q, I take a few things into factor here. One, I ain't impressed by too many of the. Well, I mean, I mean, I am impressed by the Giants because I didn't think they'd even have this record. I didn't care who they faced, right? But. I'm I'm not as impressed, but when you look, compare their wins to some of the other teams with the with the stronger records out there, I also think there is definitely a thing when an East Coast team travels to the West Coast For and sure. got to play on that uh, that other time zone, 
and Seattle's going to be in their element. Geno Smith has actually been playing decent uh, for, for them. Kenneth Walker is alive and well, and he's yeah. gotten that run game going. I know that the Seahawks also struggle to stop the run, so I could see this being a game where both Saquon Barkley and uh, Kenneth Walker go off, but I'm taking the Seahawks at home. Um, and uh, you you can keep your three points. I, I think they're just going to flat out win. Yeah, you know, in Seattle, it's so funny because the Giants, like you mentioned, are six and one. But I think everyone says that they're the worst six and one team in the league, which is somewhat disrespectful. But they keep fighting that right. They're a bunch of fighting yeah. uh, guys. They're they're playing hard for Brian Dayball. Uh, I do think that they have a good core and good foundation and a good uh, you know good good uh, char- not character, but they uh, the culture has changed there in New York. But uh, I'm with you, man. I think that Geno Smith and I, I still can't believe that I'm even saying this. I think Geno Smith has figured something out. He's figuring something out. He's playing some good ball, and he's playing at home, and so that crowd's going to be behind him. So I think the Giants finally come down to earth on this one. They take the L. Seattle gets the dub. I think that's going to be interesting for sure. Uh, last game here, Packers at Bills. The Bills are being given 11 points. That's a lot of points, man. That's, that's a, a lot, lot of, points. of points. Like I mentioned with the Steelers and Eagles, man, 10 and a half is a lot of points. Guess what? 11 is more. <laughs> yeah, that's oh man, it's a lot. The money of points, minus, minus five twenty for the Bills, plus four fifteen for the Packers. Forty seven and a half is the over under here. But listen, I, I think the Bills might actually beat them by more than this. Really, I and this is. I think that with it'd be different if Aaron Rodgers was vibing with his team, but this guy's like calling for people to get fired on other on Pat McAfee's show. Right. I think this is a, a recipe for disaster for what the Packers are going through right now, and. Um, they you know they don't have the playmakers to kind of hang with it. I think the Bills are going to break this game open, and it's going to get ugly. They're they're in Buffalo too, um, we, and that place is going to be ruckus. I think it's going to be a rough night for for Aaron Rodgers, and and the Bills are going to blow him out. I do too, but it's so funny. The minute that we write off Aaron Rodgers is the minute that he's going to have a big game, right? I mean, it's kind of similar to what we talked this about at the beginning of the show when we talked about Tom he's Brady. He's done it before. Right, exactly. So, you know, we talked about Tom Brady and Father Time. Now we're writing off Aaron Rodgers and saying that his team stinks, and all of a sudden both of those guys are going to bounce back and have monster performances. It's going to be tough, though, to be in, in Buffalo in that environment to try to uh, beat the Bills. I'm going to roll. I think the Bills win this game. I really do, but I'm not, I, I don't think that they're going to win by 11, man. I, I have a hard time uh picking a team that's favored by 10 and a half let alone a team that's picked by fair by 11 so i just i'm gonna roll like i said earlier with the eagles to win but the steelers to cover i'm gonna roll with the bills to win but the packers to cover i hear that there you have it our pick six here on the friday edition of the locked on nfl podcast q thanks for joining me as always it's always fun to do a show with people let me let people know they can find you follow you and get more of your work uh you can always check me out on twitter man at your boy q254 it's where all my stuff is out there locked on raiders locked on nfl uh locked on bets we do it all the time i mean just a lot of fun man so yeah at your boy q254 on twitter that's where you can find links to everything that i do how about you you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques, where you also find links to everything I do. Locked on Steelers and Locked on Raiders are just are just like Locked on NFL. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, YouTube. Find our channels on YouTube. Subscribe to them. Hit the like button on our video on this video if you enjoyed it. Hit them on all our videos to let us know. Hey, if you like the content, also comment. We always appreciate feedback from you guys and all the listeners and viewers. Thanks again for checking out the, the podcast. You can also read my work at the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, where I cover Pitt Athletics. They got a big game against North Carolina this weekend. In the ACC on Saturday Night Football before we get to Sunday Football, so it's going to be a fun time there. Again, from Chris Carter and your boy Q, thanks again for checking us out here on the Friday edition of the Lockdown NFL Podcast. We'll be back next week after the trade deadline to see what does the NFL look like then.